What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Around the ACL. It's Michelle Thompson here with Trey Ryder and Anthony Ione. And I have to apologize in advance. I'm getting over a cold and my voice is, well, much better than it was. <laughs> but it's Much not better. Yes. <laughs> much better. That was like not a bear, even above a whisper about like three days ago. So we're <laughs> progress people. Um, I did miss Cornhole this weekend. I just felt like really unsatisfied. <laughs> I guess there wasn't much going on there. Um, I didn't even get to play that much, but how about your guys' weekend? Yeah, I had like no cornhole at all, really. Um, I was in a, I was in a wedding. I was up in Pittsburgh, and uh, then made my way back on Sunday. So I knew there were some tournaments going on. I tried to keep up with some results, but I did not watch a lick of cornhole this weekend. It was I was just traveling all over the place, and um, now we're back, and then uh, rolling back into things. Anthony. You catch anything? Uh, I actually played again. My kid's knee, he's still in that brace. So I'm like, hey, I'm playing until you get yeah. healthy. <laughs> so uh, I may, actually made it down to – I didn't get to do the doubles, uh, but got down to do some of the singles, the conference. So we'll talk about it a little bit later, the Mountain South uh, Conference. So, uh, yeah, I got down there and, and, and played a little and saw some new people and, you know, talked to some some people, you know, uh, Tafoya was really interested in uh, where she's at. You know, she was the the qualifier coming out of that. Talked to her a little bit, um, but it was cool. Yeah, I got to actually be at an event and uh, and throw some bags. So uh, my happy place. Hold up, hold <laughs> up. Where? Let's let's look at these results. No, let's, let's right not here. look at the results. Um, not look where's at the results. Anthony on this list? Wait a second. <laughs> let's not, I, I could tell you. I'll just tell All you. Right, no, 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 no. He finished. Anthony finished 33rd. <laughs> Anthony. Boom. That means one game. You won one oh, game. No. <laughs> yeah, let's look at uh... let's look at our player stats right here. Let's look at them. Okay. Hey, whoa, 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 wait a second though, Anthony. You were one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in PPR. Hey. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, that's yeah, I played uh it was one of those tournaments where you, you pull some really the very first pull, uh Luis Marquez, I believe his name out of New Mexico. Reminds me of like a Tyler Cobb. He plays a really, really strong block and roll game with BGs. <clears throat> and I'm kind of in this experiment now where I've been doing fast bags all year. Now I'm trying to transition back to carpet. Mm -hmm. As a part of the transition, I'm I'm counteracting my opponent. So if my opponent comes up with carpet, I'm pulling out all slides. If they come up with a fast bag, I'm pulling out a Viking, uh, a Viking. So this kid was nice. Uh, he came up there. I was like, all right, I'm going to pull out the all slides. And it was, it was a nice dirty game as I expected. Um, 20 to 20 and he got the last point. So that was oh, my first goodness. loss. Yeah. And this kid, I think he won. Um, yeah. He won doubles in a big, I think it was a conference or a big uh, multi-state tournament. Real solid player. He could drop in the league and be a top, top 70 guy. And then my second guy shows up to the boards with Vikings again. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do my all slide thing. But in warmups, I realized he was Samantha Finley in that thing. He was pounding the hole and just in warmups, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll experiment. So I just throw a blocker out there to see how he reacts. Couldn't handle the blocker. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go Viking on Viking with this guy. He threw a 10.2 with his Vikings and I could not lay a block. Every block was like a bumper. And I'm like, all right, I, I, I'm out of here. <laughs> 
in other in other news, I've tweeted that my fantasy football game has deteriorated since I started working for you guys. I blame you. It can't be my fault. This is the only variable that's changed. I'm always good at fantasy. So thank all, you. All I, have, all I have to say about fantasy is I, I have two things, actually. One, I'm now going to be four and five with the most points against in the entire league. <laughs> And then number two, I played Joe. I played against Joe Mixon this week, so I don't know if you've been keeping up with fantasy. He scored fifty three points. Oh <laughs> he had five touchdowns. Oh the man! The best no. fantasy performances of all time, and I had to play cool. Bernie. And Bernie's on the show later. Oh <laughs> no! This topic's coming back. I know it. <laughs> well, we will table it for now. Um, but we have some really exciting things to talk about. We alluded to it last night on ACL Live, but our teams are officially out there um, to discuss, and let's discuss it. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm 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 pumped up for this one. Anthony, I know, is pumped up too. He's going to have a strong focus on teams this year, but. Yeah, I mean, maybe let's just go through some of the some of the details regarding teams, then we can jump into some some things. So, you know, what what's similar and what's different this year? Okay, I think that's 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 what's interesting. What's similar? You're still going to have 16 teams of of 16 players like we did last season. That's how pro teams went through. We're still going to have an ACL pro teams draft where teams will get drafted onto various teams. During the regular season, every team will play every other team. So it's a 15-match season, 15-match regular season as teams play against each other across the entire year. All of that remaining identical. Every time you, in one match, you have one team go against another team. You'll have seven doubles pairs from one team go against the seven doubles pairs of another team. And whoever wins best of seven going to take down the whole thing. So that's what's all the same. All great stuff that we love. Yep. Michelle, you were there at the end. You know, who hates teams now? The epic ending to the, <laughs> the team's world championship. But, so good. you know, I'm excited. But here's what's different and, and interested to hear kind of both of your reactions to what's different and things that are exciting, right? So um, first, the teams have been pre-filled with instead of one captain – We've had one captain and two additional players, giving three players per team, right? Those three players per team have been picked because teams this year also, something else is that's different, will be regionally affiliated, right? We're going to have an Arizona team, a California team, an Ohio team, a Kentucky team. Okay, we're going to have all these different teams regionally affiliated across the United States and three players from that region, if possible, are, are going to be uh, are already placed onto that team. Now, how are those players selected? They were selected based on uh, pro singles ranking. We tried to standardize the pro singles ranking. So, for example, the Carolina Coasters, you have Jamie Graham, Eric Davis, and Trevor Brooks. We'll dive in more in a second. But Jamie Graham and Eric Davis, two top ten players. Trevor Brooks rank 98th. Right, yeah. But then we look at the Arizona burn. We have Doug Zaft, Bill Hadley, Ty Lopez. Doug Zaft was 24. You had Bill Hadley and, and, and Ty Lopez in the 30 to 40 range. Add them all together. You get ultimately 
about the same combined ranking as these Carolina coasters. So the idea was let's try to standardize all these teams, not make them too skewed so that one team is loaded with all this talent coming out of the gate. Okay. I believe all, all the way up to number 24 in standings was given a captain or a pre-placed team slot. I believe that the, the first player from pro singles rankings last year, the highest ranked player who wasn't already on, it wasn't going to be placed on a team this year was I believe Jay Rubin. I believe he's like 25 or so or 24 last season. So, um, so the, yeah, that's what we're doing. So all these 16 teams will have three players to start as well as a manager this season. That manager is an ACL director that's uh, that's affiliated with that region. Most of the time it's a state director, but it could also be a conference director. It could also be, in the very few instances, be a regional director that, that is uh, heavily involved in that state. So these 16 teams will compete across the regular season. We now have divisions and conferences. We will have two conferences on either side with two divisions each. We're going to have an American and a national. Uh, in the On one conference, you'll have a north and a south division. The other one, you'll have a west and a central, kind of following a baseball type of, of layout as far as divisions go. And then the fun part, we will have a playoff this year, right? You have to be in the top eight in order to make the playoffs this season. And uh, the top two teams from each of the four divisions will make that playoff and play to a team's world championship. So it's not everybody gets into the final bracket this year. You got to earn it in order to get into that playoff bracket. So um, some other notes uh, of worth, you know, quick before we kind of dive in, get some of your reactions, but all games will be 10 round limited this year. Uh, um, every team will play on a television broadcast on CBS Sports Network this season. We'll have eight TV broadcasts of regular season games, as well as the two semifinals and the finals in the playoffs will also be shown on CBS Sports Network. Um, there are allowed to be trades and dropping of free agents and acquisition of free agents this season, which I think is super exciting, right? Someone's not performing on your team. There's a waiver wire. Get them out. Get them off okay. the team. Add somebody else. Uh, similar to fantasy football, you're not going to be able to drop or, or trade your, your top three players um, to kind of maintain integrity. And, of course, the ACL – the commission is going to have full reign to veto any of these trades if something something fishy's going on. Um, but but in the end, yeah, uh, excited about the conferences. About excited about the, the the draft, which will be New Year's weekend alongside the National College Cornhole Championship. The adding, the dropping, the trade deadlines, everything associated with with some of these bigger sports. We're going to get you know associated with. Um, and uh, and the last thing is uh, also that. You know, PDC players this year will also be viewed identically to pros when it comes to teams. There's no separate PDC supplemental draft. If you want to take a PDC player with the first overall pick in your draft, you can do that. Uh, Same age limits as as last season apply. No player under the age of 16 is going to be able to compete. But in the end, I think it's going to be, um, you know, an awesome, awesome time. So interested to hear Anthony, you and Michelle's, um, you know, your, your, your thoughts here on, on teams and, and what else, what else you think might be confusing or some people might be interested in learning. 
Yeah, this is super cool. So, uh, you know, Misha and I, we're, we're kind of getting this firsthand, so we're not behind the curtain yet. So I'm as excited as everybody else kind of listening to this. But yeah, a couple questions. Um, you said that the, the top 24 ranks, did you say all of the top 24 ranks end up being a captain somewhere? Is that what you were saying? So they all, well, I believe what we went went to is how it worked out was the top 24 in pro single standings either were the captain or one of the two other players already placed onto a team. Okay. Right? Okay. So, so, the, so there's only 16 teams. So we couldn't, we couldn't be, yeah, or they're pre-drafted in some right. way. So I they're not available as a first round pick, basically. Correct. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yep. And then what role what role are these directors going to play? What are they actually going to be doing on these teams? Yeah, so I think the big part is is that the the, the, the most important position on the team is going to be the captain, right? But the captain can is is free to utilize that manager in whatever role sees fit. We didn't want to put okay. too much responsibility on the managers, but first and foremost, the manager's responsibility is just to, going to be to develop excitement, energy, and and fans within their specific region, right? That's what's great about why these directors were selected for that region. You know, if someone is the Carolina Conference director, Dusty Thompson will be the manager of the Carolina Coasters, which we'll get to in a second, right? The Carolina Coasters being managed by Dusty Thompson, Dusty firsthand is going to have an opportunity to promote the team, to get people excited to tune into the broadcast it's just going to give people something else to root for when it comes to the pro teams and start rooting for the players on that pro team so it's going to be really exciting so um, there's going to be merchandise there's going to be logos everywhere there's going to be a, a bunch of different kits and and you know we'll, we'll talk about those in a little bit um, but yeah I think the, the major role for the and certainly they can help with lineups and setting and adding and dropping and all those different things it really depends on on manager to manager and team to team on how they want to divvy up their responsibilities. That's awesome. I had one more thing. I had just had one more question. You said yeah. every team will end up on a broadcast. Does that mean every player, every pro player will have a chance to be on a broadcast? So, yes. Now, keep in mind, I'll say yes with a caveat, right? One of the caveats that's deep in the rules um, is that pro teams – have a have a roster cap of 16. Okay. So yep. when you add in pros and PDC, we'll get right. through the draft and there's some people that'll be undrafted free agents out there on the market, right? Now, after the trade deadline, the roster cap goes from 16 to 18. So okay. when you get to a point where you can't trade anybody, we do increase the roster so you'll see a lot of teams adding in two players later in the season. Now, for every player that you all have on the team at the end of the season, that's how you have to, who you have to split the prize pool with. So that's something else that some of these teams will keep in mind. But to go back and answer your question, keep in mind, you only have seven teams on seven teams. Right? Yeah. So, so if you're not one of those 14 that's selected for that broadcast, then no. But the great thing is, which is part of the reason we're really excited about this team's format, is you do – you know. Your, your 14 players per team times 16 teams, that's how many pros are going to be yes, guaranteed was, TV coverage this year, yeah. which I think is going to personally be a game changer for a lot of these pros as far as guaranteeing and helping bettering their sponsorship opportunities, their exposure, and everything else. So I think it's overall going to just be a, a great, great win for the sport. That's going to be the toughest roster of the season. The, the day that you're on TV for the captain to go, yeah. 
here's my 14 guys. And then yeah. those, oh man, that's going to be a rough one for those guys. Yeah. yeah it, that is, I think the advantage of having a captain and then the other two that go with them so that it's not just all on your shoulders. Like, I feel like it's going to help a little bit there. And you answered my question, Trey, which is just that unlike last season, there is going to be a pool of players that are undrafted, you know, for you to be yes. able to select from. Um, so that's, that's going to create, I mean, I like the whole trade thing. I think it's so cool. I like teams yeah. when we first introduced it when it wasn't even this cool. So I'm all in. Yeah. And so I think now you guys want to go through some of the teams and I know a lot of us yeah, listen yeah, to yeah. audio and they're not going to be able to see these graphics, but I think these are going to be really cool. So um, let's go through these teams here. Right. So let's so start. Just so everyone knows oh. we are, you, we are showing logos. So you do want, if you can hop on the YouTube or the ACL digital network, you're going to want to see these. Yeah. All right. So first up the Texas bully baggers. Captain by Eddie Grindersleeve, Dylan Turpin also on the team, and Ernest Monarca. So again, when we look about standardizing those pro rankings, we could have easily gone Eddie Grindersleeve, Dylan Turpin, and maybe like an AJ Sims. Right. That kind of what a top heavy did. So a little bit further in the rankings, we grab Ernest Monarca, all players from the Southwest Conference, and uh, Conference Director Chase Hunter is going to be the captain there. So an exciting bully baggers team there with the with the bulldog logo uh we'll go on next we have the cali slingers there you go michelle Uh oh (laughs) so tony smith uh top five player gonna be the captain here he spends enough time out in california that he gets to be the honorary captain he's also gonna be alongside Corey gilbert and nick williams so again this is like one of those teams where so tony smith didn't grab another top 10 player but was able to snag two top 50, top 60 players alongside him to round out that team. So it's going to be really interesting here. Um, how they go. And then Richard Morgan, the care, uh, the California or the West conference director going to be the team manager for the California slingers. Love it. Next up Carolina coasters. So this is one that I think has a lot of potential. Uh, Carolina, you have Jamie Graham and Eric Davis, two top 10 players. Again, Trevor Brooks, a little farther in the rankings, but I think he's trending tough. upward, which makes that it team a tough, tough team. Oh my gosh. So the Carolina coasters, the wave logo there, the, the traditional North Carolina colors between, you know, UNC, the Hornets, um, a lot of these different teams from, from and the Carolina Panthers, all with that signature blue. Jamie Graham going to be the captain. Like I said, Dusty Thompson going to be the, the team manager. Next one gets a little bit interesting. Um, the Colorado Timber. This is one of those where you don't have a ton of Colorado players, but we did have one in the top 100, and that was Yeti Irwan. So she automatically got a spot on that team being from Colorado. Anthony, if he was a pro still, he might have ended up on this team. Who knows? I wouldn't make it. so then we kind of went back to the top 10 top 20 top 30 to try to find some teams that would even out the rankings players that maybe didn't have a home we definitely couldn't put jamie graham eric davis and josh holland on the carolina team it would not have been fair so um you know we end up with josh holland being the captain of the timber alongside adam hisner and yeti Irwan. uh this is mountain south conference director christopher buchanan gonna be the team manager here next up another team that i think can be really really tough uh, depending on how their third player uh turns out the chicagoland spinners 
Headlined by Mark Richards, he's the captain. Managed by conference director Miguel Villa, so he they also have like a, a fourth pro that's got pro experience. Philip Lopez, another top ten player, and then Nico Morales was just out the top one outside the top one hundred, which is crazy to think about. But he rounds out the team, being from the region himself. This is going to be a tough team here out of Chicagoland. Yeah, real tough. We got the Florida Freeze. Alex Rawls, the number one player here on this team. He gets Cheyenne Renner and Cody Johnson. Cody Johnson, another one of those players where you look at where he finished up in the ranking. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but in the end, um, you know, Cheyenne, Cody, and and Alex going to be a tough team. Josh Alford, the Florida new Florida Conference director, I believe, is is planning to be the um, is planning to be the captain there for the freeze. Going a little bit quicker here. I don't want to waste too much more time, but Georgia Sliders. Uh, Noah Wooten originally from Georgia. He's going to headline that team. Duncan Clemner spends plenty of time in Georgia, kind of bounces back between South Carolina and Georgia. And then, of course, Hunter Yacklin. These three headlined by conference director Jeff Richburg. Going to be a tough team here. This is another one of those where you didn't have a top 10 player, but you mix in a top 20, a top 30, and then a top 50, and you look at yourself, you kind of more of a rounded, uh, rounded team than all these others. So um, going to be interesting to see how they play. The Kentucky Colonels. This, is, this was a fun one to, to look at. Uh, Damon Dennis was excited. Matt Guy going to be the captain here alongside Damon Dennis and Jim Glasscock. Josh Lunsford, another p- former pro, being a conference director and now a manager. So this is going to be a fun one to watch. Again, Damon Dennis, Matt Guy, two top 20 players. So grab someone a little bit further in the rankings from the state of Kentucky and Jim Glasscock to round out the Kentucky Colonels. Uh, Las Vegas high rollers, like this one as well. This is another one of the ones we didn't have any representation from Vegas, but Vegas was an important market to be involved with. So we grabbed some players that kind of didn't have a fit. There were also top-level players. Tanner Halbert, Cody Henderson, and Hunter Thorne going to round out this team for the Las Vegas High Rollers. They'll be managed by uh, a dual effort by Michael Gonzalez and Travis Fulmer. So uh, be on the lookout for the Las Vegas High Rollers. The Michigan Marauders going to be captained by Joe Neistat, Jordan Power, and Trevor Kufis all also on the team. This was interesting because I think Jordan Power's ranking was deceptively, maybe yeah. deceptively high, but maybe Kufis's was deceptively low, so it kind of evened itself out. Regardless, Tyler Earl's um, going to be helping out managing the Michigan Marauders here, um, and it's going to be a fun team to watch. The Missouri Mays. Uh, Ryan Windsor, Isidro Herrera, and John Fuentes. So Windsor and Herrera, they just split up. Well, now they're back together. Now they're back <laughs> together on the Missouri Mays. Chad Smith, conference director out of the Midwest, going to be leading up this team. The Pennsylvania Ringers, uh, led by Devin Harbaugh, also going to feature Matthew Creek Killer and Connie Altice. Um, Creek Killer, kind of the odd man out there, but didn't have another Pennsylvania player near the top of the rankings. So Creek Killer going to be out there with the Pennsylvania Ringers, and uh, that'll be managed by conference director Joe Harsh. Last graphic that I have, I got some others in the works, um, but Storm Hogue and Jimmy Humans will be paired up with Captain Jacob Trzinski for the New England Woodchucks. Uh, uh, Jacob Trzinski didn't even know what a woodchuck was, so um, that was the funny <laughs> part. So 
Do you know woodchucks are only found in, in New England? That's why they had to be the New England woodchucks. So oh, um, really? they'll be managed okay. by Sean Haley. Now we're missing uh, two others from this graphic. We're missing the um, Pennsylvania cutters. So the Pennsylvania cutters um, will be managed or, or captained by James Washington. And you'll also have Leston Allen and Justin Stranger on the team. And then the only other one we're missing. Who else is missing? Hey, really quick on that. You said Pennsylvania cutters. Didn't we have a Pennsylvania? Sorry, ringer? Virginia. Sorry, Virginia oh, cutters. Okay. Virginia okay. cutters. Good catch. And then the final one is the Ohio aviators. The Ohio aviators will be uh, led by Noah Almanza with Trey Birchfield and Matt Abernathy rabbit rounding out the team there. Cleveland Cornhole will be the team manager or the, yeah, of, of that team. So um, those are all the teams excited. Um, I don't Arizona. Know. I think we missed Arizona. Did we miss Arizona. I got Arizona in here. I thought, what did you Doug Ty bill? I don't think we did see Arizona. Oh, whoops. Let me doing this on the fly here. I got them right here. Yeah. Arizona as it loads, loads, loads. Here we go. Arizona burn burn. Okay. The Arizona burn. So we'll have Doug Zaft, Ty Lopez and Bill Hadley with Athena Delgado being the team manager there for this one. So this is uh, this is, this is a fun one. So, um, so yeah, guys, I don't know. That's the teams. Any other, any other thoughts? I mean, anybody that stands out, that's like awesome, excited. Dang. Carolina's going to be tough. The Mark Richards one's going to be tough. I mean, not just because it's Mark Richards and Philip Lopez, but because they're pro partners. So the chemistry is yeah. undeniable. So, I mean, there's just a huge advantage there. Yeah, yeah. you just got a, a few players that you know are trending up. A Nico, you yeah. know, his ranking didn't didn't really reflect how good he is. He's definitely going to be helping that team. A Hunter Thorne, mm -hmm. his ranking I don't think is going to reflect how good he's going to be. He's going to help the Las Vegas high rollers. So that kind of theme going down, you got a lot of trending up players. So I, I think there's going to be some strong ones. The last thing I'll add is that what we did was we took those three players and we added their pro singles ranking together, okay, and then reversed that order. That will be the order of the first round of the draft. Yeah, that's so, going to be key. Yeah. So, so just, do you know who's going to be first off the top of your head or no? Yep, I'll read you the order. So uh, first overall pick will go to the New England Woodchucks. The Ohio Aviators will go second. Virginia Cutters, Michigan Marauders, Georgia Sliders at five, Arizona Burn, Kentucky Colonels, Florida Freeze, California Slingers, Colorado Timber at 10, Las Vegas High Rollers, Texas Bully Baggers, Pennsylvania Ringers, Chicago Land Spinners. Missouri Mays at 15 and the final pick, the Carolina coasters at 16. So as you can said, your two comments were the Chicago land and the yeah. Carolina coasters. That's why they end up at the Last end of the pick. first round there. Um, it it kind of evens itself out. So great stuff. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I mean, people are like, Oh, you know, we had this one month break between seasons. I'm like, not for me. Like for me, I feel like the season hasn't really started. Like I'm right. excited. <laughs> so looking forward to it all right you ready for some news around the league let's do it let's do it all right so we did have the west conference 
Um, I was able to kind of catch a little bit of that here and there. That was uh, exciting to watch. Our singles winner was Hunter Thorne and our doubles winners were the Zazueta boys. Um, so congrats to them. Our Mountain South, South Conference was Paul Alexander for singles and then Jim Bean and Paul Alexander for doubles. And then we also had the Battle of the Queens going on. Uh, Sam Finley took first in that and Rosie Streaker took second. And our doubles winner was Yeti Irwan and Jenna D. Second was Kelly Jenkins and Kimberly Jenkins. And to round it all off, Marty Smith hits the Guinness Book of World Records cornhole shot at 75 feet live on SEC Network. Um, so uh, it, I shouldn't have downplayed the weekend when I intro this. <laughs> I just feel like now it sounds like a lot happened, but I don't know. I didn't catch a lot of it, I guess, but exciting weekend. Any thoughts on any of that, Trey? How about Marty Smith? The guy just continues to love <laughs> cornhole, right? He's a cornhole I mean, ambassador. <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys watch it at all? I don't know if you no, saw that. I, I mean, it was, it was he went bananas. Uh, the best part was my favorite part about the whole thing is that Chris Seaton and Eric Ryder were there as ACL pros, but Chris Seaton had been coaching Marty Smith. He's like he's like flipping it vertically. He's like, no, here, turn your wrist like this, do this. Ten minutes later, Marty Smith hits it. Um, and he comes up to him and he's like, Hey, what's the, what's the deal? Like, uh, or, or they, they come up after it gets done. They ask Marty Smith, you know, how'd you do it? He's like, it's all about my coach. They go over to Chris Seaton. And they're like, so, so what'd you tell Marty Smith to get, to get it done? He goes, I just told him the truth. <laughs> and that was all he said. And everybody went crazy. So Chris Seaton, uh, rookie ACL pro immediately getting thrown in the mix. It's, it's fun stuff. Yeah, Mish, anytime, anytime you see a name in both singles and doubles in a conference, I think it's worth talking about that player. Paul Alexander, I've been watching this guy's game evolve for years, probably three years now. My dog, um, a batter out of, out of Colorado, absolute beast. I mean, he's literally Damon Dennis minus 20 years. So he's this younger version of Damon Dennis, slick side game changer. He'll run bags for days. He pushes through deep blocks to keep the board clean. Strong airmail, high PPR guy. Absolutely annoying to play. It drives me freaking crazy. Um, his get arounds uh, around, he's got the meltiest set of game changers in the world. It is absolutely nuts to play this guy. But um, I haven't beat him probably four or five attempts. Uh, our last, we actually played last week, 20 to 20 is as close as I've been in a while. He gets the win. I'd have to go all the way back to April to remember the last time I beat this guy. Had to throw one of my best games ever, an 11-0-4 over 17 rounds. That's what it takes to beat a Paul Alexander. Uh, super proud of this guy. A top 50. If he dropped into the pro league right now, I think he'd be a top 50 guy. And his partner, Jim Jim Beam, also a top five player out of Colorado. Jim Teacher, genuine, super nice guy. Probably the best airmail in the state. So, so congrats to those guys. And Paul Alexander showing up in singles and doubles for that conference. Yeah. And shout out to Anthony Ione for the seventh PPR in, in the bracket. <laughs> and took 33rd. Let's go. We must, we must have <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and move into buy or sell. Uh, I'm going to read some lines and then you guys let me know if you would buy or sell. The first one being the Carolina Coasters have the best starting pieces for their team. Buy or sell. Uh, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to sell because just because I think I like the Chicago land spinners just a hair more when you, when you combine all the different pieces, Nico is trending upward. I know Brooks is trending upward as well. Sometimes you get some volatility with Eric Davis. He just, sometimes he's not, sometimes he's just okay. 
Philip Lopez and Mark Richards are never okay. They're mm-hmm. always great or really, really good, right? I mean, that's the difference. So a little bit more stability there. I like Miguel Villa getting in there as a captain, and they have a better first-round pick. I'll go spinners, so I'll sell it. All right. Anthony? Yeah, I'm looking at that list, too. I was taking some notes as you were going along there. Um, you already mentioned uh, the, the spinners. I agree with that, and the key to that is going to be Nico Morales and how he's trending up. I do like seeing Harbaugh, Creek Killer, and an Altice together. They look really solid. All of those players, I think, trending up as well. Man, that's tough. I think I think Brooks is going to come out and have an awesome season uh, for the Carolina Coasters. So I'm going to buy it. Mm. I'm going to buy it. I like All it. Right. I like yeah. it. All right, second one. There will be a significant trade in teams this season that decides a championship. That's quite, hey, if that if you say buy and that happens, that's quite the prediction. I, I am going to buy, right? Okay. And part of the reason is how many times did we say this past season that the, the, the draft and the championship wasn't decided by the first three rounds? It was decided by rounds seven through nine, right? right. It was somewhere in the middle. Someone's going to make a value pick early in the season for someone that they don't think that you think is really good and, and they can get them for cheaper and maybe it's a two for one or something. But in the end, I really think it's going to come down to someone making a pick that brings a rookie in or brings a, a breakout player in that, that really uh, plays well. And uh, yeah, I'll buy it. Anthony, man, this one's tough because I mean, what decided the championship last time? A Selmeyer, a guy you weren't even like, wasn't even on radar. He wouldn't have been a part of a significant trade. And then he hits the shot of the year to win the championship. But this is unique. Uh, Man, I think I'm going to have to buy that as well. I think you're right, Trey. I mean, you've got not only trending up players, but a lot of rookies coming. I think these captains are going to need to do their homework and really know what the pool of players are that they're dealing with. And if not, there's going to be some trading going on as the season goes on. So I'll buy that one as well. Okay. Yeti Irwan will repeat her 2022 performance in 2023. Yeah. I saw what she did at the battle of the Queens. I mean, yes, she won, she won doubles, but she also came in third in singles losing to just Rosie and Sam. I mean, I'm going to buy it. Um, you know, I think she's she's a player. I mean, even look what she did at the World Championship. She scored most points on anybody on Mark Richards all day long. I mean, I really think Yeti is set up to be another top three female, top five at worst. I'll buy it. Anthony? Yeah, she's showing signs of improvement. She's consistently in the podium mix. I think she's raising her floor. That is the difference mm-hmm. with Yeti. You're not going to get really low performances and get those losses. But on her heels... Samantha Finley, 16th last year, uh, top three promise. Cameron Belbin finished sixth. I think she's going to fight her for that top three spot. Connie Altice, maybe an Emily Downer coming in as a rookie that no one's even seeing coming, mixing it up with that new style game. I'm going to buy it, though. You can't deny uh, Yeti's performances right now trending up. I'm going to give her that one. Buy it. Okay. Uh, A rookie will be the first overall pick in the team's draft. Ooh. Yeah, this so I think the it favors someone saying yes just because right if you have pick any rookie that you think is going to f- finish in the top ten do they finish against anybody that didn't finish in the top fifteen top twenty this past season right my gut says yes but yep. I think you have to look at the player that is available I'm going to sell it 
simply because I think Jay Rubin goes Damn. first overall. A doubles world champion would be my first overall pick. Maybe Wiedenfeld or Fisher Hamilton goes two, but I'll I'll sell it just banking on Rubin. Okay. Anthony? Yeah, Trey let it earlier. He said top 24. So if you go 25, Jay Rubin, then you got Batson, Humans, Trzinski. You got Neistat in there. So yeah, it's going to be tough. Ryan Smith down there on the list. The question is, is Wiedenfeld or Hamilton going to get drafted before a Rubin? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough, man. Um, I'm, I'm going to say, and it's going to depend on the captain, right? Yep. Who gets that pick? Do we know that already? New England, New England yeah. Woodchuck. So that's Jenny yeah, Humans, Jacob Trzinski, and Storm Hogue. Oh, that's significant. I'm going to go with the rookie. They're going to pull another carpetbagger to join that team. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to, how did it go? Buy it. A rookie will be the first overall pick. Buying so it. He's buying it. I like it. All right. Last one. Cheyenne Bubenheim will be better than Cheyenne Renner. <laughs> I don't, I don't see there's a way that she can be. Cheyenne <laughs> Renner was so good. Now Cheyenne Bubenheim, like, First of all, it's weird. It's weird to say out loud. Uh, she just got married. So yeah, let's I'm have some backstory here. <laughs> I'm going to sell it just because Cheyenne Renner literally won everything. I don't think she can continue to win everything as women continue to get better and better in the sport. I don't yeah. know. Anthony? Yeah, so yeah, a little backstory. Uh, same person. <laughs> now married with a new last name. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing. Uh, the female division is showing so much strength right now, as well as all these trending up players. Um, I'm going to sell. Okay. Well, then show, show them Cheyenne boob and I. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and bring our guest on. We got the one and only Bernie Neighbors here with us today. And what's up? Burn. Already, hey. already, got, already got the colors for the Carolina coasters, baby. Already set in new pair of shorts. What's are the red? Oh, oh, red, are the red shorts gone? I, got, I brought in a new color for next summer. Bernie, <laughs> Bernie, you don't yes, even know who your team is yet, man. Dude, it's Carolina. You only got Look, three players. I got, I, I got, I got three Carolina kids. I'm, okay, that's funny. And by the way, are we not overreacting a little? the fact there's only three players per team we got oh, yeah, a long, no, long way to go i mean and like you said before you've got those middle round drafts you already broke you already broke through with my word value i mean when this draft <laughs> comes out that's that's I, bad. I, i'm really that's looking, bad. all right let me let me get two things out of the way first carolina coasters i'm all in right okay. all in on the logo all in on the color scheme not sure who finally convinced stacy to to make carolina carolina blue like it should be. His NC Stateness was just getting in the way. <laughs> and secondly, how great is the logo for California? I know that the bear the, the little bear throwing the bag. Yeah. That's and, awesome. And it's Chargers colors, blue and, blue and yellow. I'm yeah. all in. I'm all in on California. Uh, yeah, Chargers colors, Rams colors. We, they tried to design it so that, like, if a, if a city had colors, right? Not all cities have yeah. colors. But if a city yeah. had colors, wear those colors, right? Carolina is all all blue. Georgia, Atlanta is all red and black. Look, yep. every team from Atlanta is red and black. California, okay. you have two different, a bunch of different teams with that yellow and blue patterns. So they went with the yellow and blue patterns. So the Kentucky so, people are going to be mad, though. 
You took yeah. the blue and made them green. They're gonna they're gonna be a little rough about that. One. Well, that was also because you know you have Kentucky and Louisville, and you didn't want to kind of pick one, so they kind of you know pick something different with with the green. Yeah, so, no, I, um, I'm all I, I love I love some of those logos. By the way, yeah, yeah. I was it's, watching it's, as y'all were going through them. It's great because within the office, Bernie, you know, Bernie and and Stacy got their Carolina, and then I've already said I'm getting a New England Woodchucks hat because I'm a New England sports fan. You got you got uh, yeah Todd. Getting his uh, burn. You got uh, Dave Weiser getting his Ohio Aviator stuff. You got Fred is a is a going to be a Cali guy because he's from California. California so nice. slinger. Hey, I'm I'm probably hey, I'm probably buying that California thing for the logo. That logo <laughs> is awesome. Yeah. So like it's cool because we're gonna have some inner office rivalries and stuff like that. It'll be really cool. I just love the team concept, Bernie. I. I love it. I love some of the changes. I love the fact that there's going to be trades this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and quite frankly, I think it's actually going to come down to, you know, you kind of brushed it over a little bit. You know, a Miguel Villa, someone that's that entrenched in the game, being being able to help the captains make things happen. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be very, very important when it comes to trades and seeing who's out there and maybe an ability to kind of know more behind the scenes than the players, because the players are going to be completely doing their own thing. They're going to be playing right. And not all the players, uh, Josh Holland, for example, isn't going to be the most involved in some of these decisions. I, I wouldn't think right. Compared to some of the other guys, because he's not as, he's just not as a gregarious a person as some of the other folks. He's not going to be, as involved talking to people. So to have that help from a director that can kind of behind the scenes kind of wrangle things for, for some of these players, it's going to, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how that happens and see how like the first, do we have our first fist fight ever in ACL history because <laughs> someone gets traded and then it comes down to a match and the guy or girl that gets traded is sitting there playing against their old team. Does that happen? Does that happen? <laughs> buy or, buy or sell. <laughs> that, that bad feelings are going to happen because of a trade. That's funny. That is funny. Yeah, I'm I, serious. I, mean, that, I don't know if I'll sell on the hand on the on the throw on the yeah, hands, pr- but pr- I'll, buy on have the hands. I'll buy on that. There's gonna be some people that get dropped that don't want to get dropped, right? I mean, yeah, it's just say, gonna, how about it's how about how about this for a buy or sell? Because I, I would describe Cornhole right now as like a gentleman's game, like more towards golf. Everyone's kind of cordial with each other for the most part, besides like a Jordan Powers little. Like, do we know, do we get away from the like gentleman's game and actually become more like like fit like football, like these louder sports or the I'm buying. I'm buying. I'm buying on that. I, th- <laughs> I think as the players get younger and the money gets higher, I think you're going to trend towards that a little bit more. Hey, not to change the subject, but I'm going to put Trey on the spot a little bit here. So a lot of our viewers might not know Bernie, but he is a star on the show, right? Borderline with Jeff McGarriger. And now when Jeff has a guest, he gives them the most amazing entry. He does. He tells tells all the viewers all about who this person is going to be. Trey, we we need a Jeff McGarriger style entry for Bernie Neighbors. Jeff loves loves backstory. He does. He does. Okay, so backstory on Bernie Neighbors. Oh, this would be good. Hmm. Um, I could bring out some inside tailgating videos that everybody oh, would wow. like. It. <laughs> Got it. You have to bring out when we did the uh, when we went up and played and what was that? Uh, the with the two golf balls on a string. I can't remember the name. Ladder golf. We oh, played yeah, these world golf. champions. If you can find that video and give it to people, they will love it. 
That is hysterical. Ber- Bernie is an OG. He's been there yeah. forever. Been friends with Stacy since I don't know. They were playing basketball when thirteen. Bernie Bernie said he could. He was dunking all over Stacy, and Stacy <laughs> denies it. And Stacy <laughs> rode the bench. He was really good at giving me towels when I came to the sideline. Oh, Bernie's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> Because he knows it's true. It's okay. Yeah. And now he beat Stacy in, in uh, Golden Tea, too. So Stacy doesn't have like anything bragging rights all, all Sta- over. Stacy's wallet crushes mine, however. Perfect, so except he, for he, owning he, the ACL. That's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, gets, he gets to step on me routinely. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, gosh, Bernie. Well, of course, his most fa- the, the thing that yeah, Bernie yeah. is the most famous thing in the world for is. He's the these bags are alive. These guy. bags are alive. There he is, right there. Yep, that's right here. This guy, Bernie. That's what you are known for. That I is know. your thing. Of all, you know, as as a 15, 16 year old, and you think off into the future, you know, like <laughs> what's what what is going to be my legacy in life? I'm I'm, I'm really not Forward. sure that would have come that would have come yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. Yeah, it wasn't there. But no, it's it's fun. I mean, I, it, there's worse things to be known for, right? I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could be Jeffrey Dahmer. I guess. Yeah, that that is true. That is <laughs> worse. It's a little worse. One yeah. extreme to go on the other end. Yes, hundred percent. That could be the opposite <laughs> way. Yeah, there's not much of a bio for me. Like you know, Jeff's so good at it. Jeff would like have to look me up and see that. Yeah. Well. There's really not much for this guy, but he seems kind of funny and he's bald. Next guest. <laughs> he's an awesome MC. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Bernie, like, I don't know if you knew you were good at MCing before or like, but I'm curious, like, as you've come in to see other people do it, like certain celebrities that had to come in and do it with you, like, did you realize like, wow, I kind of have a knack for this maybe. Yeah. For me, it's pretty simple. Apparently for other people, it's not. I mean, you know, you just you kind of say things skill. on time, you know. Yeah. But no, skill. it's it's fun. That part of it, that part of the business is super fun, right? I mean, that's yeah. I I, th- I think our big nationals and the broadcast Trey is obviously really busy, but he even even I think Trey would admit now he's done it so many times it's not the nerve-wracking piece that it probably once was as far as getting out, doing the open in front of everybody, going through that whole process. The nationals for me, I mean, that's that's fun. That's fun time. So it, I, I don't know. I love where the sport's gotten to. I love this whole team thing. I, I mean, especially now that we've changed it. I mean, think about it. Philadelphia Eagles, how many players on that team are from that region? Yeah. No. Are there, are there yeah. any, are there yeah, any, right. right? So, but people yeah. dive in and they love the fact that they can kind of pull for their region. I think it's going to do a lot for the teams and going forward in our sport. Yeah. Cause I think that's why we created it. Right. Cause if you turn on, you know, Bernie and I talk college football all the time on ACL Live, right? And we're not talking college football this time because I'm depressed. But if you turn on, <laughs> if you, I mean, if you turn on, if you turn on the TV, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm a Clemson guy, uh, you know, Bernie's North Carolina guy. If if Clemson and North Carolina are playing water polo, I'm texting Bernie saying yeah. you stuck at water polo. Like yeah. I'm just, like it's automatic again. I'm, auto, I'm automatically invested in that, right? right? Automatically having no affiliation, right? Same thing with these regional affiliations. That's and that's I think what makes it kind of special is because, in a way, you don't get to pick who your teams are, right? I mean, I guess you can. You could just sit there and pick whoever you wanted to. It's a brand new thing, but for the most part, 
you're kind of invested with where your feet are. So some so people what? pick players. Some people pick players, not teams. Like even yeah. other sports. Like I like this player, so I'm following right. them on whatever team. Absolutely. All right. So, all right. I, I heard the buy and sell. I mean, it's got to be Jay Rubin. I mean, I, I don't. Yes. I, I think. I think from what we saw last season, I think sometimes people like we we saw some teams try to do this and put together, you know, partnerships that were already there. I don't think that worked. At least last season, that thought process did not work. Going through and picking partners as they went through in rounds during the draft, I don't think that worked. I think you take best player available and you find a partner for them down the road. I know that you guys believe that there has to be bad chemistry, which there does to a degree, but I think you have to take best player available now with our drafts because I think the best player can just turn a bag over one way or the other and find their game. Right? Yeah. Am I am I wrong in thinking that, or do you? Well, we're also or, or do you, round, ten yeah, round I mean, limited. Something to think yeah. of too. I mean, do you guys think that it's really that you take a shot and like, all right, I draft this player with our first pick. Now I've got to find a partner for him, or do you just say, give me the best pros available? These are professionals; they can adjust, and I can kind of put teams together where I know. I mean, all right. So, for example, the Vegas team. How many players does Tanner have on that team that are going to go just? Run slicky side and just fought, do bags all you know. Run bags all game. Does he need to find a partner for himself, or does he just say, "I'm Tanner Halbert. I'm good enough. Just let me get the best player available, and we'll win games." I don't for know. I mean, I'm curious. Huh? Me, I, me I, for a future discussion. Me, she's going to tell us we have ten seconds. I just said I. Oh. <laughs> agree. I think we'll have to find out. Best player available. Best player available. <laughs> Hold that thought. Um, and uh, good, good tease, Bernie. Do you want to do a hot take with us, Bernie? Yeah, Bernie's hot take. Bernie, give your hot take. Give us a hot take right now on the spot. A hot take on teams or just a hot take in general? Anything. Anything. Anything? I whipped Trey's ass this weekend in uh, fantasy football. Wow. Wow. That already happened. That already wow. happened. Wow. <laughs> it's not over yet. I think – I, I think a player drafted lower than the fourth round will make the most difference in teams competition. Okay. My bold prediction is my hometown, New England Woodchucks, go back to back. They win a second team's world championship. I haven't even seen the draft board yet. It's <laughs> wow. literally as hot as it gets. That's, that's, um, that's an interesting one. All right, I'm going off Battle of the Queens. I uh, have to stick with Samantha Finley. She just stays so strong. The next open that Finley and Renner are in together, that will be your finals. And Samantha Finley is going to win it. Ooh, I like wow. that. That is a hot. That's a hot take. There you and go. I'm gonna have. We're gonna have to get used to that one. That is. <laughs> and, and mine is similar to to Anthony. I think Sam and Rosie are going to go pretty far. I mean, they're both playing amazingly well. I think they got the right bags in their hands. So I'm I'm picking them to win an, another whatever their next event is. So okay. I think that I think they can do it. All right, that we are over time and it's Bernie's fault. So uh, My bad. blame him and <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>